the award-winning California Sportsman is your source for the most current and accurate information on fishing California's lakes, streams, rivers, bays, and ocean. And we'll bring you the latest in hunting and outdoor opportunities, too. Designed for you, the California Sportsman. California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson is brought to you by Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores in Sacramento, Manteca, Fairfield, and Rockland. And is sponsored in part by God Fishing Marine in Dixon, your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters, Lorance Electronics, and the California Department of Boating and Waterways. And now, to bring you the best in the outdoors, here's the host of California Sportsman, Sepp Hendrickson. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to California Sportsman. It's Saturday, February 17th already, and I got to tell you, the weather is uh, getting a little ratty right now, so you got three or four days to uh, pay attention to the great fishing opportunities that will abound as soon as these storms go through. I got a sneaking suspicion you've heard Kent Brown talking about it. He heard Alan Fong just a minute ago sharing a little information. When this weather clears out of here and we get those nice sunshine, a little bit warmer days, and some of those blooms and blossoms are flying around that are already starting, you are going to see some fantastic action. And we're going to be covering it today from San Francisco Bay through Sac- the Sacramento River out to the Delta, we're covering it all. Some of the small lakes, Party just opened up. We got live report from Party. Ken- well, it's not going to be live. He's going to be calling in because it's going to be raining out there today. Nate Kelsch was out there. Doubles and a triple on board at Pardee. That's good fishing for opening day out there. Everybody needs to get into that kind of action. Randy Pringle hooks up with us. He's out at Millerton today with a BBT event. We'll be there for Blast Off, and he's got some great tips for you from our friends at Pure Fishing. And Jeff Goodwin, I got out Monday and had a great day on the water with my buddy Bob Smalley from Smalley's Wholesale and just a good friend who used to be a wagon jobber all over Northern California selling tackle. Many of you know it. We were out there and had a great day with Jeff Goodwin on, on Shasta Lake. Picked up big, beautiful rainbows. And I got to tell you, the strangest, I'm going to wait and hold off on the strangest thing, but I kind of had deja vu that I'd fished in some of those places before, and I had. We're also going to be hooking up with Ricky Acosta, back from Cabo. That's right, he was down there fishing. We'll find out how bad he did down there, and he's back hitting the water tomorrow for Sturgeon out in the Delta, but he's aware of what's going on, and he'll share the tips and techniques with you to make sure you're a better angler in it. And we'll go out to Quail Point Hunt Club, where they are busy, busy, busy. And get this, they're already starting to sell bird cards for next season, and this season hasn't even closed yet. Be ready, folks. It's time to get out there and get enjoy the outdoors after these rains, and we are going to set you up right here on the show today. Let's waste no time. Let's go to the... Well, we're going to Southern California, to Newport, California, to the Newport Boatyards, and let's hook up with the man himself from the California Dawn 1 and 2, Captain James Smith, joins us live. Good morning, Captain. Hey, good morning, Sap. Tell us about it. What's it like not fishing for a month? (laughs) Well, I, I have not missed a day on that boat for the last month, month and a half, actually. I actually... Since crab season, the only break I had was actually the ISE show, and that was the only time I haven't been on the water. And literally, when I mean on the water, I mean on the boat, painting, sanding, fixing, redoing—you uh, name it. We've been we've been on the boat. We've been hard at work this year. And usually, I flip my trips. So it's usually vacation first, then work, and then you know we we kind of get around before April. And I, I just had a funny feeling we were going to have an early spring this year. 
and uh, we were just getting the boats ready for Halibut. I mean, it's it was just a quick, such a quick turnaround this season. So uh, we're that we've been hard at work on the boats here every single day. Well, you know, you mentioned halibut, and I uh, got a couple of photographs from a guy the other day, and he said those halibut moved into the bay along with the herring, and some of them are sticking around for a long period. They're catching halibut already in there. Yeah, I know. You know, I got a report from a private boat, which was on Thursday. Probably the same one I got. (laughs) Yeah, three halibut and a bass. And, uh, you know, I've heard a couple of mixed mixed reports you know a lot of people don't realize there's there's a local local halibut and they'll hang out in the bay all winter in fact sometimes the guys will catch them on grass shrimp inadvertently fishing for sturgeon so i mean there there's you know they spread out they go other places but the bulk of the fish they're still offshore um the, the rain chases them out of the bay a lot of their food sources get chased out of the bay so they're just off the coast um you know my brother got one in his in his crab trap. In fact, a few of the crab guys I know have been catching them. They even tell me about them. Like, hey, James, you got a halibut today. That's typical this time of year. They start lining up outside the gate. So there are some halibut in the bay, but the bulk of them will come in as soon as the freshwater backs off a little bit. And uh, they stop smelling so much water, they'll start filtering into the bay. And, um, you know, we should we should start seeing them. For me this year, we're going to start off in March. We're going to actually get off on time this year. The first time I've been at a boat ready. In fact, the two boat be the first time the two boat will be ready, and uh, since I owned it, and and you know four and a half years, uh, I'll have that thing ready in March this year. So look out! I'll be uh, I'll be out there trolling in the springtime with the rest of the guys early. Early season trolling seems to be the best way. It helps you kind of find out where they're all hiding under the sand, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, and, it, and it's and it's usually like um, a barometer of what to expect of a season. And, you know, when we start seeing numbers and where they're at, some years, you know, they start off up in the upper bay, wherever their food source is. It just depends on the rain flow. Um, their primary source of food in the spring is grass shrimp and you know, they're pretty much a scavenger. They come in the bay, there's literally no anchovies to eat. There might be a few herring left over, but it's all grass shrimp, crabs, mud suckers, shiner perch, small baby smelt, anything they can eat, they're in the bay eating it. And it just it just depends on how much water. If there's a lot of water, a lot of fish will tend to sit outside the gate and uh, they'll they'll hang out offshore for the water to die down, and, and a big portion will end up in the so- South Bay since there's very few uh, freshwater tributaries that end up down there. I My gut feeling tells me it's going to be a South Bay year. We had a fair amount of water. Um, in fact, my brother's been commercial crabbing. He came into the harbor the other day and had a lot of die-off. So the salinity level is uh, down around 24% in the in the bay as far as uh fresh to salt i i think the number i don't kent knows it better than me probably it's got to be somewhere around 35 is like where it typically sits at so he had a lot of crab dying off in his tank and that just tells me the water's still very fresh so we're either going to be fishing the south bay or you know these guys are probably going to come in a little bit later this year in mass but uh there is a good sign though there's some fish around and I plan on catching them early this year, so look out for that. You're gonna put both boats on the halibut right away. I plan on it. We'll uh, we're about 
about six days out from having the California Don two ready for season and about 10 days out for the California Don one. So back to back here, we'll, we'll be, we'll probably be going by uh, the first week of March. It looks like, and, and I got an eager guy, you know, that guy Ross Corbett that uh, sold his business and boat. He's joined us here for the entire spring. So he's all fired up. He's like, what are we going fishing cap? <laughs> fishing. <laughs> so, I got somebody who's, who's just chomping at the bit to get on the water. So um, I love the enthusiasm. He's a great add to the team. So I'll have him through June. So uh, yeah, figure sometime early March we'll be uh, we'll be back at it. Well, I know that uh, folks are ready to climb on board with you. I, it's funny thing. I put on my jacket up at uh, Shasta Lake and I put my hand into my pocket and I pulled out all these rock cod rigs and I'm going, when the hell did I wear this jacket last? And it was on board the California Dawn with you. Not that long ago, actually. Yeah. It seems like, you know, we literally just stacked our crab hoops out and, uh, we finished up on the air of those guys. I'm like, Oh gosh, we're halibut reports. I got to go back to work already. Yeah. Well, I've that's, the, working, that's the game of the fishermen in the world today. When they're biting, you got to be moving. There's no doubt about it. Well, folks, if you haven't got into halibut action, you're missing out on one of the best fights and the best eating fish that comes out of San Francisco Bay. If you've uh, got any plans or any idea about going over there and climbing on board, do it. Don't even think twice about it. Get out there and get into the action. You'll be hearing reports live here on the radio show on Saturday mornings about how good the action is because when it hooks, it hooks big time and everybody gets into them. Had some great couple of years lately, and this one, uh, how do you think it's going to stack up based on uh, what you're hearing so far, James? I think the numbers are going to be decent. I don't know if we'll have a year quite as good as last year. Last year was just absolutely, absolutely epic. But, uh, you know, a lot of uh, shift to effort due to salmon, you know, salmon closure. But uh, overall, I mean, I, I think the population, like we left a bite last year. There was still a lot of halibut around. And, and, you know, we had so many other options. But I think this season, I think we're due for another good one. So fingers crossed for that. Well, let's keep them crossed real tight to make sure that we always have those great seasons like that. James, give them all the hookup info they need so they can get a hold of you. Book now for your dates into the future to make sure you get out there when the bite really gets going, folks. Sure. The number here, 510-417-5557. Reach us on the web at CaliforniaDawn.com. Also on Facebook and Instagram. California Dawn Sport Fishing. Come see all the painting I've been doing lately. It's exciting. <laughs> it's probably all over your clothes and all over the ground, too, my friend. James, we look forward to getting back out there with you, my friend. Thanks for sharing with our listeners today. Take care and have a safe drive back home in those boats. Thanks, guys. All right, take care. You know how it works. There's a whole lot more right around the corner. We'll be right back. Ready to share in the excitement of a world-class fishing experience, a fishing getaway with friends, or a tour of San Francisco Bay or Northern California's coast? With over 35 years of experience fishing the bay and coastal waters, Captain James Smith and the professional crews of the California Don 1 and California Don 2 will put you in the action. The 50-foot Cal Don 1 and the 55-foot Cal Don 2 Catamaran both offer a great fishing platform for comfort, efficiency, and the smoothest of rides on the water. Specializing in live bait potluck trips, California Don 
on boats are powered by twin diesel engines with the latest and greatest in marine electronics, sonar, and safety equipment. Heated cabins, comfortable seating, full galleys with hot meals and restroom facilities make the Caldon 1 and 2 the, the most comfortable fishing charters available. Seasonally fishing halibut, stripers, sturgeon, shark, salmon, rockin' lingcod, and of course, crab. There are those moments of special opportunity for bluefin tuna, albacore, white sea bass, and other exotics coming within reach. And the captain will announce any planned trips for those species. This is Captain James Smith. If you're ready for our great on-the-water fishing experience, look no further. Give me a call at 510-417-5557. I'd love to show you Bay Area fishing at its finest. To book a trip or find out more about the ultimate fishing experience on either the Caldon 1 or Caldon 2, give them a call at 510-417-5557 or check them out on the web at CaliforniaDawn.com. Hi, this is Seth to tell you about my favorite car dealership and the reason why I won't go anyplace else for a new or used vehicle or for service for that matter. It's the people, well-trained, knowledgeable employees, top-notch service department professionals, and the best pricing on new and used vehicles. Where? Only at Ron Duprat Ford, just off I-80 and next door to our friends at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Don't get hung up in that big city shuffle. Head to Dixon and check out Ron to Pratt Ford. You'll love that small town atmosphere with no hassles and no closers. I know, I sure do. Family owned and operated since 1956, it's one of the very few dealerships to receive the President's Award for excellence in customer service and sales. When it comes time for you to purchase a new vehicle or to solve a problem with one you've already got, go to the best. Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon, the number one Ford parts and service department in Northern California. It's where I go for all my needs, sales or service. Take the short drive from High prices. Check first with Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon. Find out more at rondupratford.com or call toll free at 877 463 5436. Why would you buy any place else? Duckworth Boats. Hand built by highly trained, skilled boat builders with pride, precision, and craftsmanship. With models from 18 to 40 feet, designed for both fresh and saltwater activities. Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon is your heavy gauge aluminum boat headquarters, featuring the entire line of Duckworth Boats. From outboard tillers to jets and inboards, the Advantage Navigator, Pacific Navigator, Pacific Pro, and Offshore Series exemplify Duckworth's attention to details. Gone Fishing Marine's trained sales staff will help get the Duckworth boat you need with the right power, performance, and accessories. No other boat compares. Be part of the legacy. Join the family of proud Duckworth owners. Learn more at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon, gfmarine.com, or duckworthboats.com. One ticket, two shows, the Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Big RV Show. Multiple dealers discounting all the best brands. Hundreds of wakeboard boats, travel trailers, pontoon boats, fifth wheel, personal watercraft and ATVs, toy haulers, fishing boats, motorhomes, and more. One massive event. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Big RV Show. March 7th through 10th. Find discounts at twohugeshows.com. And now, more California Sportsman with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back, and it's uh, not lonesome in here, thanks to the fact that Mr. Alan Fong is joining me live in the studio now. And Alan, thank you so much for coming in and filling in for Kent Brown. He's apparently No, out. anytime. Just don't make it every week. No, we don't do it every <laughs> week. Just every week is all we want. You can have one off a year. All right. Let's go down and find out what Mr. Brown is doing down south. He's down at the... 
Well, push the right button first. He's down at the Del Mar Fairgrounds at the, I guess they officially call it. What do they call that, Mr. Brown? The Long Beach it's, Fred Hall Show? It's No, no, we're in Del Mar. Long Beach was uh, That's right. Month. That's, That's San it. Diego. I, you know, I think it was such a great idea that we decided to do a live remote from every major boat show in the state of California this year. What we, a... What a brainstorm that was for us. We've just been asked by your company that you work for to make sure you're at them all, so we check in with you every single time. Yeah, well, I am here. We're down here in Del Mar, San Diego, Sep, and uh, the weather's beautiful. It's nice, and and uh, and we're hanging out at the Bart Hall Show in uh, in Del Mar. And, you know, it's uh, it's been a longstanding show. A little bit earlier this year, uh, being moved into February, but uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's here uh, – uh, you know, San Diego, a lot of excitement for obviously saltwater fishing as we talk to senior tuna about every week. And, uh, and then we, uh, we've got some great freshwater fishing here too, but, uh, that's not it, man. We're going to be all over the place. We're going to be back where you and I first met. Uh, we're going to be hanging out in, uh, in Anderson, California at the NorCal sport and boat show for a couple of days. Uh, that'll be the second and third of March. And then we're going to be hanging out from the seventh through the 10th right here in Sacramento with gone fishing Marine and the crew at, uh, at the Sacramento boat show. So well, that's uh, a lot happening in the Bassmaster classics app. We're going to be there too. So oh, yeah, get ready and right on the heels of something. No doubt. Do you ever have a break in this new position with yours? Not so much, uh, this time of year, actually, we're, uh, we're definitely showing a lot and, uh, uh, this is that time of year where we like to show everybody new product and new boats and, and get them going. And, you know, this is a big weekend, Sepp, and you're probably not even aware of it. But this is a big weekend, three-day weekend, President's Day weekend, tomorrow, the Daytona 500. Oh, And, you know, yeah. I like a little motorsports, right? I'll be glued but, to that. But we've got the Tracker Marine car. We've got the Bass Pro Shops Tracker Off-Road car. And this year... Uh, Noah Gregson will be driving the number 10 Ranger boats car in uh, the Daytona 500. So, you know, you'll have, uh, you'll have some familiar logos out there to uh, follow along with the Daytona 500. Well, you've got a very busy schedule going on and with all of this going on, Clear Lake is experiencing some of the best bass action and it's in full swing already for some. Oh my gosh. The first weekend of March, we're going to have a, uh, we're going to have a new gen pro-am the first weekend of March, the, uh, the middle of the week, we're going to have the Major League Fishing Toyota Series in town. That's going to be a big field. And then we'll wrap it up with a new gen team tournament Saturday after the Major League Fishing event. So a lot going on. Just got a note from a friend of mine, Seth. There's 125 kayaks fishing the first Yakabass tournament up at Lake Oroville today. So uh, there's some folks getting out and going fishing. Some big numbers are getting out there. I'm thrilled to see those kind of kayak numbers. But uh I was talking to Jeff Goodwin when I was fishing Shasta on Monday, and he said, you wouldn't have believed the parking lots up here, over 160 boats for the one bass event. And that's huge compared to the usual draws that I hear you talking about, 80 to 100 boats or so. Yep, yeah, big fields, and uh, and, and Billy's, uh, Billy's making some noise about a 200-boat field for the one bass uh, clear lake open coming in april so i hope it's not 200 i love to see uh successful tournament organizations but i'm fishing that tournament i just don't really want to deal with 200 boats on the water set that would be just a whole lot of time weighing in i would imagine too it is and it gets you know you you get to get a little cozy with a few of your friends on the water especially at clear lake when uh those fish start biting in certain areas so it'll uh It'll all shake out. It'll be fun, and and like Alan was talking, man, fishing's going to be good. 
really everywhere. You know, we're just kind of looking forward to uh, the trees blooming and the sun coming out. Well, I know you're anxious to get back to probably sleepy town, having to get up early to do the show and everything, but uh, we wanted to touch bases with you. Let everybody know you're down there busting it, taking care of all the big boats and the bass anglers that are all over the place. But, folks, stop in and see him at the Sacramento Sports and Boat Show that will be coming up here. It'll be quite an event. Mark Blanton and the, all the guys from Gone Fishing Marine will be there. My, my boat is in now. I don't know if they're putting it in the show or not, but uh, I'm anxiously so. awaiting that one. I want to delay you. Oh. I want to delay you from going fishing for another couple of weeks. You you're know? Just so gonna, you're just I hope Mark's make, got your boat in. You want me to run boats back and forth for you guys, I'm sure. And I'll yeah, be, be nice. I'll be happy to. Vacaville to yeah. Dixon and back again. No. <laughs> yeah, not a problem. One of the biggest not things that goes on, folks, is moving all these boats, the logistics of getting everything positioned, and that's what Kent and the owners of these stores do, whether Kent's here in uh, – Sacramento, or if he's up in Anderson at the show, or the same thing goes on down there at the San Diego thing down at the uh, Del Mar Fairgrounds. They're moving them around, and they're showing them to all of you, all the latest and the greatest when it comes to fishing. Uh, Kent, thanks for hooking up with us. What else you got? Anything else? Well, hey, look at look on the bright side. I will be live in studio when I'm in Anderson, so I'll actually be there in the morning before I head up to Anderson. And you know, I'll be in studio for the Sacramento Boat Show uh, that weekend, so you're you're safe. You're going to see me. Alan will actually get a weekend off. Yeah, yeah. I won't have to come in. Yeah, we'll give him a weekend yeah. off for sure. I don't mind him taking one week off a month. It beats yeah, show, beats showing Alan, up that's once. What he said, "You're that's having what he all said that to fun." Me Nineteen yeah. years ago, buddy. Nineteen years ago, he said that. Stick around once in a while for my show. Now look what happens. Yeah, I've been watching. Mr. Brown. As long as you're you're paying attention. Mr. Brown, have a great time down there. Say hey to all the friends we've got down there, too, and uh, you have a safe trip back. Somebody buy a boat, would they? Hurry up. Buy two. (laughs) If you've got time, buy two. You got it. We'll we'll talk to you guys soon. All right, take care. He's going to have some fun out there. Alan, you got to be thinking about getting out and getting on some of those bass, too. Yeah, I'll be, you know, I'll be able to walk again, so I'm going to hit the water this week. I'm going to head up to Berryessa. I think that might be a good place. I You hear some of the numbers of the limits out there, 25-pound limits and stuff? Yeah, but I'm going to be looking for those silver things. Oh, you're going to be looking for those bigger <laughs> king salmon. You're probably going to go up to the north end of the lake. Yes, I will. I'd look around by that dam before I went too far, though, that's for sure. Well, <laughs> seeing as that, we're talking about that neck of the woods and the uh, – out towards where I live. Let's go right now out to Quail Point Hunt Club, which isn't that far from my home either, thank God, and hook up with the man himself from Quail Point Hunt Club and Olive Hill Kennels. The owner, Mr. David Martin, joins us now. Good morning, David. Good morning, Seth. How you been, bud? I have been busy, but apparently you've been even busier. What in the world had over 200 people at your place on Thursday? Oh, we did a uh, we did a fundraiser for the shoot for a cure. We had 115 people out here, uh, served about 80 pounds of tri-tip, and uh, had a good raffle, raised about $20,000 on Thursday. My goodness, uh, just doing it all out there. Tell our listeners what's happening this time of year. This is the earliest I've seen bird cards available, I think, isn't it? Yeah, we started doing this last year where we just put an uh, email out uh, letting people know. Uh, we never know if the bird prices are going to change till April, so uh, we give a chance for our regular shooters to get in and buy a bird card for next season. If they do it before the end of March, they get this year's prices plus the 10% bonus that we do every year before August. Uh, but it just gets them a chance to get their uh, their money in, get the, be- the best rate possible, and we'll find out in April if we got to raise prices or not. We're hoping we don't have to this year. They went up a little bit last year. And uh, we'd like to keep them the same, but it, it all depends on what the growers are doing. Absolutely. Well, they seem to be growing some pretty nice birds out there. Chucker and quail going to be available the whole time, too? 
Yeah, we're going to be shooting probably through at least March 10th. Uh, we'll go as far into March as we can with bird availability. But we're we're on pace to do about 23,000 birds this year. And when, when they run out of birds, we're done for the season. So uh, if you haven't made it out and you want to get get out here, I'd start looking at the calendar and I'd start booking some times. We're sold out today, tomorrow, uh, next weekend. We're starting to take hunts at about noon, 1 o'clock. We can't get you in the morning. So if the weather's been been nice, we've been slammed. Well, Olive Hill Kennels isn't just a good place to go out and do some shooting, folks, for birds. It's a great place just to go out and sporting clay shoot if you want to get out there and get in tuned on everything. How about how are those sporting clay events going? Are you about wrapped up with those, or are they getting ready to explode on you again? Yeah, our season is get, getting rolling next next weekend is our first major tournament of the year. We're going to have a three-day shoot. It's the Western Regional Warm-Up. Uh, we just picked up 30 brand-new machines last weekend, so we're up to 120 now. And uh, we're going to have uh, anywhere from 130 to 180 people out here next weekend for three days, and we're going to throw 30 to 40,000 targets. Oh, my goodness. I remember when you guys were originally talking about maybe putting in some sporting clays out there just to have some little shooting opportunities. And look what's happened yeah. now. Now you're one of the top. Yeah. You, you do the regionals. You do everything. Yeah, we were the number six uh, sporting play uh, club in the country last year. We uh, we threw about 500,000 registered targets and about a million and a half targets total. So we get a lot of support. Uh, you know, we work real hard. Our crew works real hard. We change the targets every every month. We have uh, we have uh, 13 events every month uh, at our at our m- monthly shoots. Most clubs will have 100, 100 150 targets each month. Uh, their monthly shoots we're doing 850 each month available and those are all different kinds of games that you can play my goodness i remember when quail point hunt club was just the quail point hunt club look at them now folks but <laughs> more importantly as far as i'm concerned is uh what's going on out at the kennels what kind of puppies have been popping out lately yeah so we've got uh we've got a few things going on we've had a good push on dog training uh, early season this year uh we do have a a, a one german shore that's six months old that's still available uh, we've done the good introduction on that dog, and it's still at the puppy price. And then we have a litter of uh, wire-haired pointing Griffons going home in two weeks. And uh, we've got uh, everybody with deposits accounted for. We have two females left available. So if anybody's interested in a eight-week-old puppy, we've got two two still on the plane right now, and they're going home in two weeks. No, oh, those would be cute. Marilyn would kill me. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Well, the cool thing—the cool thing about Quail Point, folks—if you're—if you're out there and you're involved in the whole thing, you'll figure out this is an all-inclusive thing with the Quail Point Hunt Club, the, and Olive Hill Kennels, the dog puppies, the dog training that goes on. All of this just evolves. I went through the whole process for years with them out there, running my dogs through it. I—it was a fabulous experience. The older you get, the more you want to use somebody else's dog and make your life easier. Though I guarantee it. And what a place to make it easy and to have a wonderful hunt without a whole lot of work. Quail Point Hunt Club, not far from town, folks. If you live in Sacramento, you're only about 25, 30 minutes from it at the furthest distance. And it's great for anybody in the Bay Area, too, to scoot out to. Right off Highway 505, right before it hooks up with 5 going north, you can't miss it out there. David, give them all the hookup info on the website so they can find out more. Yeah, call us anytime, ask questions, make reservations at 530 735-6217 or check out quailpoint.com. David, thanks for hooking up with us. I know you got a busy day. Get on to it. Take care of those customers, my friend, and thank you. You've got it. Appreciate talking to you. David Martin out of Quail Point Hunt Club. Get out there. Have some fun and get involved in the great outdoors. We'll be right back after this. Take a quick break and you're going to get hooked. Guaranteed. Ready for a hookup? 
then it's time you head to the calm and productive waters of Bodega Bay and climb aboard one of the nicest and fastest charter boats around. The Real Magic, owned and operated by Captains Jeff and Kimberly Berger. Their fully updated 34-foot catamaran is 12 feet wide and extremely stable and is powered by 700 horsepower. Equipped with all the latest in electronics and state-of-the-art equipment to ensure a successful day, the real magic will get you on the fish action fast and then back to harbor in comfort and safety. Don't miss the opportunity to fish with the best. Call the real magic today and book your trip. 707-875-BOAT. They'll get you into the fish and plenty of crab too. 707-875-BOAT. 707-875-BOAT. Northern California's newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, right on the way to Bodega Bay. Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and his experienced staff are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at bodegatackle.com. Bodega Tackle, open seven days a week. Stop by and you'll catch more fish. Lorenz is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology and light years ahead of the competition. Lorenz offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need. From entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today, they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lorenz Chirp with SideScan and downscan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lowrance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Introducing Blue Compass RV, formerly Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Whether you're a seasoned RVer or just starting out, Blue Compass RV has everything you need to hit the road in style. With seven locations in California, including Manteca, Sacramento, Anderson, Bakersfield, Palm Desert, San Marcos, and Santee, and 107 locations across the United States, you're covered when it's time for a new or used recreational vehicle. Get upgrades, accessories, repairs, or warranty work at any of the dealers. Talk about convenient, it doesn't get any easier. From top-of-the-line RVs to the expert staff, competitive pricing, and service department, Blue Compass RV is ready to help find the perfect vehicle for your next adventure with factory authorized clearance every 2023 model must go visit one of the seven california rv centers and get an amazing deal on the rv of your dreams explore the freedom of the open road with blue compass rv check out bluecompassrv.com and here's another great tip from our friends at blue compass rv If you're in the market for an RV, here's more ideas to help you make your big final decision. First of all, sit in the driver's seat. 
How do you feel about driving a large bus or a class A or a class B motorhome? Can you handle the stress of navigating through heavy traffic? If not, you may have some trouble driving that large vehicle. Give it a lot of thought and make sure you feel confident with the vehicle. A smaller RV with regular steering like a class B or a class C might be more to your liking. Figure out your comfort level. Knowing will finally help you make that decision and your purchase. You need to consider towing capacity too. Towing a vehicle behind your RV impacts maneuverability, especially when backing up or making turns. Not only do you need a parking spot big enough to accommodate your RV and possibly a tow vehicle, be aware of height restrictions and overhanging obstacles too. Another thought, campgrounds come in various sizes and the length of your RV has a lot to do with where you can stay. The average length of a campsite is 30 feet and big RVs don't fit, especially if you're towing a vehicle. Plus, the longer sites book up fast, so they aren't usually available on short notice. Keep on shopping, check out dealers, check websites, ask your friends. You're getting closer to making that decision. And when you do, get ready for a whole lot of fun. Be sure to check out the many Blue Compass RV dealers in our area. They can give you a lot of help and a great toy to play with in the outdoors. And now, more California Sportsman with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back, and I just pulled an audible. I know I got J.D. Ritchie live out. Well, he's live on the side of the lake right now at Pyramid Lake, and I've got a couple of minutes to share. We're going live to J.D. Ritchie at Pyramid Lake right now to check in on the cutthroat action there for those giant Lahontan cutthroat. Good morning, J.D. Good morning. Tell us about it. The last message I had from you a couple of days ago is it's starting to pick up for some bigger fish being seen. Yeah, some really nice uh, 18, 20s being caught kind of fairly routinely now. 18 to uh, 20 inches is not what we're talking about here, folks. We're talking yeah. <laughs> about pounds of fish. Yes, yes. And uh, uh, that's that's collectively not – I'm not saying I'm catching them routinely. But um, the uh, the fish are, seemed like a little early this year for uh, kind of getting over on the west shore getting ready to kind of looking to spawn almost and uh it was just kind of kind of odd it's still still early for that but they're definitely kind of migrating along the beaches here on the west side and uh lots of lots of fish being caught it's you know it's not wide open you you have one day where it's really pretty good next day you struggle a little bit and it's you know weather mixed in and you know it's 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 still a little bit of a you know you just kind of day to day but uh, we're catching fish every day, and, and some days it's really, really pretty solid. And uh, getting a troll up, up right on the surface, so not having to use uh, you know, any weights or downriggers or Boy, anything. And top line lure running through the water with a twenty pounder on the other end will stand you up in your seat. Yeah, yeah, no, it's pretty cool. We'll see what today holds. You know, I got some weather. Are you getting rain down there today? Yo, we'll get it, but not yet. It's supposed to come in around 6 this morning and then uh, hopefully uh, kick a little bit more later on in the afternoon where it comes down a little bit harder. But we've got several yeah. days of rain coming, and then there's a break of about four days, and then we've got more rain on the heels of that. So I think it's going to be pretty wet. We're talking two to three inches down here. I know you're going to get some up your way. You got any wind up there today? Yeah, it's uh, 
I haven't poked my head outside yet, but uh, I can feel it shaking the trailer a little bit, and and uh, so we'll see. You know, what's weird about here is oftentimes it's 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 bath backwards as, as to compared to other other lakes. You know, it's it can be windy in the morning and calm in the afternoon here. It's you know it's it's, it's really bizarre, but uh, so sometimes when it's windy in the morning, I just I lay back. That's why we don't launch real early. It's, you know, just kind of let that morning wind do its thing and subside. And and also there's no reason, uh, no reason to get out at any crazy hour early in the morning uh, this time of year, because the water's cold. So uh, let that sun get on the, on the water and warm things up a little bit and improves the bite. So oh, you're, I, you're <laughs> sweet talking me when you talk about let the warm up and don't get up at the crack of dawn. Those things are all just, putting me in your boat with you jd <laughs> yeah well i mean i told the the people or fish would be uh today we're at the trailer park and they stopped by and said hi last night and i said uh yeah well uh, come on by at eight and we'll start going they said oh this is great <laughs> yeah yeah i experienced exactly the same thing at shasta fishing with jeff goodwin i know you've talked with him a couple of weeks ago I went up there. He goes, you really don't need to be here till nine. Well, we got there at eight, so we got going anyway. But uh, those are kind of days that only happens in the winter time, folks. Don't try that in the summer. Doesn't work out for That's you. Right. Doesn't work out real well. I got Alan Fong sitting here in the studio with me, and I know he's uh, listened to everything you say about the cuts. Uh, tell us uh, what's the best offering. And uh, I go, I go early, no matter how cold it is. Yeah, uh, listen, to this. Mr. Yeah. Tough, Mr. Tough. He's limping around on yeah, one foot, and he's tough as hell. <laughs> um so there's there's a lot of stuff working actually a lot of different spoons like and doesn't even matter the brand but light bladed you know trolling spoons um, white silver some guys are using chartreuse um frogs always a good one here and then uh good old yakima bait maglips are always a good choice uh dragging some Rapalas, uh, what else? That's that's kind of the main stuff. You know, minnowy looking uh, stuff. And uh, uh, and this time of year, I kind of tend to scale it down a little bit in size. Seems like these winter fish aren't. I mean, you can catch fish on a big bait, but uh, seems like going down and scaling down just a little bit doesn't hurt for some reason. Well, they don't want to put out a lot of effort to chase anything down, that's for sure. It's cold. They're a little more lethargic than they were a few months ago, and uh, they're still going to get that bite. There's plenty of bait in that lake, obviously. And is jigging likely to get going, too, or is that something that will be done uh, early in the season? Yeah, that's more of a fall thing uh, when the bait's all piled up. The bait's really scattered out right now. I mean, every once in a while you go over a pile of them, uh, you know, a bait ball down uh, – about 60 70 feet and if you're you know quick you can drop a jig on them but most of the time these things are just kind of scattered out and and right now they're sort of filter feeding like um uh what do you call them uh what are the big whales uh uh, oh, you want me to go down whale. the list? Gray whale, sperm no, whale. No, no, uh, geez, whale shark. I answered my own question. There you go. Yeah, the whale whale shark uh you know filter feeds. These things are doing the same thing along the shores. Just open their with, mouth uh, and swim. Yeah, with uh, that, that's what the fly guys use, little tiny midges. And so um, they, they, they do that. They kind of run the shores looking for those guys. And, and I guess there's there's not a ton of midges this time of year, which is kind of interesting. 
uh, I guess because of the cold water, but they still seem to find some. And then uh, uh, it's, yeah, it's interesting. I, I have a tough time. And it works great. I mean, these guys catch plenty of fish, so I don't. I'm not knocking it. But for me to stand on the shore or on a ladder, looking out at this giant lake with a size, no, no, you know, no. 16 midge under an indicator, it would just mess with my mind. Like, how is a fish going to find this? I'll you know? take I'll take the boat with four downriggers, and we'll fish from the surface down to wherever the hell we have to. That's the way well, I yeah, like to fish it. And you're covered ground too. Exactly. And so uh, it. I mean, I again, I'm I'm not throwing shade. Those guys catch plenty of fish. It's just for me, I think I would have a, a mentally a tough time with that. <laughs> Captain J.D. Ritchie live at Pyramid Lake. Giant Lahontan cutthroat trout in the 5 to 30-pound range are available. If you haven't made a reservation, there's something wrong with you. J.D., give them the hookup info they need. Sure, you can get a hold of me on the uh, good old telephone at 530 416 8144 and on the web at com. Thanks for checking in with us today, JD. We really appreciate it. Hope you have a very successful, non windy, non wet day out there. Keep your fingers crossed, though. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, yeah. take care. JD Ritchie having some fun up there. Roll it. With decades of experience fishing Northern California's lakes, streams, rivers, bays, and ocean, YouTube's Alan Fong Outdoors brings the outdoors and fishing directly to you. It's your opportunity to learn from one of the best in the West. Here's Alan Fong, the Rod Father. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Fong. Nice of you to drop in and fill in for Mr. Brown this morning. Anytime. Hey, I watched the video last night. It looks like things are happening all over the place, but everything is kind of weather and water dependent right yeah, now. Yeah, it it will. It's been a little tough, and I'm just starting to walk again. So, you know, I've been down. Alan for- Fong outdoors <laughs> has been Alan Fong indoors yeah. for the last week. I've been down for 10 days, so I'll be getting out this week. Um, I think I'm going to head back up to Berryessa and look around. Um, yeah, friends have been going, and I think the lake – maybe turned over oh, trust me the winds were blowing <laughs> 50 miles an hour one day from the north 50 mile an hour the next day from the south if that thing isn't turned over it's a milkshake yeah, right now they say it has so i'm gonna get up there and go look around friends of mine were up there the other day said they saw trout jumping all over the surface so that's a really good indication absolutely so i'm gonna head up there and look around but it's not the trout you're looking for no i'm gonna go look for those king salmon and uh, uh i want to get out there and, and mooch them well, you really perfected so that I'm mooching gonna, job, moving it from salt water into the freshwater yeah. environment for him. Tell our listeners it's real quick what them. you do. Um, you know, he's using a little white gets it and put a little strip of bait on there like I did in the ocean and um, just tore them up. Uh, that's probably like three years ago when the lake turned over like normal. I had a phenomenal time out there. Took Roy Gray, who's one of the uh, reps. and Scotty rep. Scotty rep, and he couldn't believe it. I mean, we just whacked them and we were getting them up to like five pounds i mean just one after another is unbelievable and it wasn't just you it was tons of people doing this there were so many kayaks mostly my friends yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then and then um i got this forward facing i'm getting good at it and i want to put it to use he's talking about forward facing sonar by lawrence right now yep and um if i had that back then now it'd probably really be ridiculous because anything that uh, suspends, you know, that are in the water column, you can follow them around. 
So I think it'll be a great help. I'll put it down. I know I'm going to see the gets it, and I'll see the fish come up and look at it. You're going to put one of those big suckers on that new boat? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I'm not in no hurry yet. Um, hey, Blanton. That's right a subtle now, hint for me, Blanton. Yeah, right now, it's a, yeah, he could get yours done. You know, Gone Fishing is going to sponsor me, so um, I'm looking forward to it and um, having a good time. And, yeah, I I told him, get your get your boat done first. I'm no hurry. So Well, I can't wait to get mine out there because my brother's got two boats sitting in my garage. That, that doesn't make me feel good when I look out there and go, it would be nice to have my boat in here, too. <laughs> I got to get out. I'm I'm getting, I had so much fun up at Shasta the other day on that trip, and we'll talk about it later on the show. But, man, I just got to get back on the water with greater frequency than I have been. It's so beautiful. Yeah. You know, with this foot, and I haven't been out for over a week, it's killing me. I hate it at home sitting there. And your my wife, wife goes, lift your, your foot up. You know, you need Your to wife's get, probably going, go somewhere. No, she's, <laughs> she's actually telling me, oh, you could limp around and get things done. But I just bored to death. Yesterday, I snuck out about 9 o'clock, and I knew I didn't have to walk too far over there in the vineyards and try to shoot a coyote. And uh, nothing. I didn't call in or anything, but it was um, just good to get back out. Yeah. I can't wait to get back on the water. Friends of mine have been going out. It's been tough. You know, with all this rain we're having, it's really good. You just have to be patient. Go to areas, you know, where you can, like I know Comanche, um, the party, party opener, just opened. Yeah. It, I have friends that go there all the time, and it was a little bit slower, but they caught a lot of fish early, and then the bite shut off. But they just, we just had, you know, weather's kind of screwed up. But as far as like the rain that we're getting, I anticipate one of the best spring for everything. No matter if you want to go get halibut, bass, strappers, or whatever you want to go after, it should be an awesome year. Well, folks, if you haven't checked out Alan Fong Outdoors on the YouTube channel, you've been making a big mistake because Alan is uh, stepping up and sharing all of his information out there suddenly. I think he has plans on making his grandson one of the top fishermen in the West and uh, well on his way to it, and not to mention a shooter in the outdoors, yeah, he's, too. he's a better shooter than a fisherman. Yeah, well, he'll get <laughs> he'll get over that seasickness eventually. There's no doubt about that. He's a gamer, that. three times out, three times sick. Yeah. <laughs> three strikes and you're out doesn't work in the fong family you'll keep nope. going until you don't he, toss he your just cookies. Keep, he'll go oh of course he will so. well alan what's next for you where are you going to be going um, what's the first place berryessa i think hit the berryessa then down the delta and um chasing stripers or looking for bass uh, probably stripers first um they did a steelhead smoke plant on the mccallamy the water on that side is still have about 12 inch visibility sacramento side one inch because the bypass floods and it dumps in the toll drain, goes right through Liberty and just muddies everything up. Well, you were privy to a text message I just got a few minutes ago that you know that the water is going to be coming down the Sacramento with a big increase here pretty yeah. quick. They've been running at about 15,000. They're going to be jacking it up to 20,000 here in a couple of days. Yeah. And then what they'll do is open more gates and dump it in the bypass because the Sac River is pretty high. Yes, it's uh, high all over. So I think that they're realizing is this storm that's coming in and the next it's one on dump. it is going to dump. So therefore, they got to make some room in there. And that's yeah. going to have a big impact on the fish with that influx of water oh, hitting yeah. all of a sudden. But it's good to get flushed. You know, last year we had a. Big time flush, and this year it looks like it's headed in that direction. Well, you're a big advocate for this flush because of the renewal values oh, yeah. of what it does to the entire oh, yeah. delta. Cleans the whole system out, which is really good. 
So, you know, I'm anticipating, I can't wait till the spring. After this, all these storms pass and you get where it settles down, where you get like a week or 10 days of sunshine, you better get out there. I got a feeling there's going to be a lot of <laughs> Alan Fong outdoor stuff coming yeah, to us. Yeah, right now, you know, I'm not doing nothing on Mondays because there's, I mean, obviously I've been hurt, but then the fishing hasn't been that good. So I'll get back on track here pretty quick. Well, you chose the perfect opportunity with all these storms coming through to get laid up for a few days yeah. with a bum foot. Yeah. But uh, that's over now. I think it's, I'm getting old. No, <laughs> no, I'm not getting old. You're just getting real old like <laughs> yeah, the rest of us. That's right. <laughs> well, Alan, uh, sincerely, I appreciate you coming into the studio no and helping problem. me out here in the mornings. It's a real pleasure. But, folks, if you haven't checked out Alan Fong Outdoors, you'd best. Get over to YouTube, click on subscribe. It's all free. It just pops up right there on your desktop, your podcast, however you line them up for the next day and they pop up once a week right now for you probably twice a week once the weather improves and he yep. gets back out there 100 percent too alan fong outdoors make sure you become a subscriber to it just push that button and you'll get it every time he posts and you'll become a better fisherman if you pay attention to all of them all right we'll be right back in just a minute with a lot more including more alan fong in our next hour too right after this quick break Since 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full-size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on-the-water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team? For high thrust power, performance, and portability, pick up the Yamaha T9.9 High Thrust 4-Stroke. Its streamlined design is up to 12% lighter than previous high thrust models. Still, it delivers up to twice the thrust of comparable two-strokes. It's the perfect kicker and a great choice for sailboats, john boats, or deep Vs. Any small craft that begs maximum muscle in an efficient lightweight package needs the Yamaha T9.9 High Thrust 4-Stroke. Pick one up at Bucks Outboard, 2750 47th Ave in Sacramento. Family operated for over 50 years, Bucks carries the full line of Yamaha parts and accessories and has service you can count on. Bucks Outboard, the sportsman's choice. 916-428-3917 or BucksOutboard.com. Hi, Lenny Lapinta here for Bucks Outboard. I'm inviting you to come down and check out our full line of Yamaha Outboards. Great deals going on right now. You can catch us on the web at www.bucksoutboard.com or give me a call at 916-428-3917. I'll be waiting for you. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. One ticket, two shows, the Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Big RV Show. Multiple dealers discounting all the best brands. Hundreds of wakeboard boats, travel trailers, pontoon boats, fifth wheel, personal watercraft and ATVs, toy haulers, fishing boats, motorhomes, and more. One more, massive more, event. More. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Big RV Show. March 7th through 10th. Find discounts at twohugeshows.com. California salmon are more than just a fish. They're a way of life. They're a vital part of our economy, our environment, and our culture. But they're in peril facing tough times. That's why the Golden State Salmon Association is working hard. We're a group of fishermen, environmentalists, businesses, and families who believe that salmon are essential for California's future. GSSA is working tirelessly to restore and protect this iconic species for generations to come. 
Visit goldenstatesalmon.org to learn more. And joining us from the Golden State Salmon Association is one of the members of the Board of Directors, Mr. Mike Ogney, joins us live. Good morning, Michael. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? If we got any better, we'd be up there tearing those dams down on the Klamath River right now. <laughs> hey, I watched... Well, you know, there's... I watched some of the video. I watched some of the videos up there, and boy, they're blowing little holes in there. And it's not water that's coming out first, is it? It's a lot of sludge, a lot of silt that's built up for decades behind those dams, and uh, it's kind of settling out in uh, the slower portions of the uh, river. And I know a lot of people are really distressed about that. There's enough silt that people's um, water pumps, they're they're their their wells that are basically underneath of the you know in that river gravel. If you live alongside of the uh, river, you're living on river water, and the, that silt is so fine. People have actually lost their wells here and there, and um, you know I haven't seen it in person yet. I've seen a number of videos, and it is uh, distressing. It's you know over a couple hundred miles down to the mouth, and there's lots of sections in that river. It's a it's a fairly steep river, but there's a lot of slow areas, and all those slow areas are going to get heavily impacted. That silt's going to settle out in those slower sections. Sandbars. And uh, well, not so much sandbars, but it's gonna it's gonna kind of lie there and wait for possibly decades as as storms roll on roll on through. Every time you get a really big storm, it's gonna blow that the entire length of the river out every time and you know super long term removing dams is going to be great for the uh, Klamath shorter term um, and I don't know what shorter term is I don't know if that's a a decade two decades Um, it's going to have some really serious uh, impact and I think that once we get a handle on how extensive the silt is and you get a feel for how quickly that it can flush out, then we can get a better uh, timeline on it. But for right now, it appears to be many, many years before we see the beneficial results of the actual dam removal. Mike, I watched a couple of videos on uh, Copco 1 and 2 as they were uh, popping the cork, shall we say, and letting the first stretches of water and mud and muck and silt come through the system. My concern is, what's it doing the entire length of the system? Has it turned it chocolate brown all the way down yet? Is it st- the particulate matter it's, that is in the water? Is that having an impact on fish survivability downriver? I understand a lot of suckers, sunfish, and other things are being found dead along the shoreline. Are there any steelhead in the system? Are there any salmon is in the system? What's going on, and what impact are they having on fish? There's lots of steelhead in the system, and I, I know that U.S. Fish and Wildlife was hoping that the fish would take refuge in the side tributaries. And, you know, you're talking about the larger creeks and the small rivers like the Scott, the Shasta, that are both, you know, uh, tributaries on the upper river, not too far away from um, Wairika, Syed Valley area. So we're talking no... 10 miles downstream, 15 miles downstream from where um, Iron Gate Dam was, which was the largest and lowest dam on the uh, Klamath. Um, but for the main stem, no, it's uh, those fish are getting uh, choked out by the, uh, the uh, sediment, and it's really tough to gauge a fish kill in a 
system that is completely muddy and those fish just kind of flow out and, and go to the ocean. And um, I really think that the, the impact of the silt is much higher than expected. I saw one video posted by a longtime guy up there, Al Kutsky, um, who has a neighbor of his taken a rock that's about the size of your head and tossing it in, into this pile of muck that's down in the river. This is not up in the lakes. This is down in the uh, river. And there appeared to be about at least 12 inches of this extremely fine mush. Uh, it, it could not possibly support a person, much less a, a, a bird. It was it was just a very fine muck. And it's going to take, when it's really fine like that and silty, those finer particles, we're not talking gravel here, are just going to keep getting lifted up with every single storm that blows on through. And it's, I think the main question is, is how many, how many storms, how many winters, how many really big flood events do we need to, to push the, the, this stuff out? The uh, ecology of the river changed dramatically after the uh, 1955 and the 1964 floods which were of epic proportions. And those floods actually brought so much larger material downstream. There's a lot of, of, of placer mining, uh, dredge mining that has happened in the upper river. And all that material in 1955 got pushed downstream. The lower Klamath up to Blue Creek, which is about 12 miles up from the mouth. I've been told by, by old timers. In fact, I was told by a guy who owned the, uh, the, uh, the Blue Creek Lodge back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, um, that <clears throat> tugboats could run as far as, as high up as Blue Creek prior to the 1950s. Wow. country now. And hey, Mike, that's just a ton of material that has been swept down. Mike, I just started thinking about something else. Uh, close down to the mouth, isn't that our only point where we have some – isn't there a coho Indian hatchery at the end of the Klamath? No, there's there's a coho hatchery over on the Trinity River. Okay, I'm thinking of the Trinity one then. Is that going to have any impact on the Trinity? Is no, any, no. Water no. isn't well, going to go it, into that area. No, the the water will not. The, this water won't go in, into the Trinity. The the Trinity comes in about I want to say River Mile uh, forty up at up at uh, up at Wichipec. Okay, because I'm concerned now. Here we are wiping out coho, and the only place we've got them returning. Yeah, it, it's you know, but you have to remember, Seth, that the the estuary of the Klamath is a good two and a half miles long of just pretty much frog water. It's tidal influenced. It's very slow uh, moving. It, it, there's no there's no flushing current down there, and if this muck comes into the mouth, it could just settle in there and just be a a decades long quagmire and i i think that until um people who've spent a lot of time i'm not talking about government scientists i'm talking about till we get guides and stuff people have been on the river for the past 20 30 40 years and give their assessment that's who i'm going to uh, believe it's not going to be some government spokesman yeah, I've got to, this is going to take decades to really clear up unless we have some tremendous water flow years where it can just flush down and just face it, douche out the entire system so that all of yeah, that is. And, and in your last segment, you, you were talking about the flushing that's going to happen over on the uh, 
Sacramento and they're they're increasing flows there. Well, I'm happy to, to report over on the SAC that uh, Livingston Stone has released over a half a million winter run um, salmon just over the past three days. Uh, they have done a couple of real big releases just prior to these storms. And I am going to take my hat off and say good job for the feds for a change because they have really changed their release strategies and they're trying to release these fish now when the the conditions are optimal before if you go back five years or 10 years or 20 years ago just meeting their commitment they had a a date on the calendar well we're going to run out of food here so dump them all in the the river there was no look at the conditions and now they're studying the, the conditions and these fish when you dump them in ahead of these storms and 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 big uh, bigger water events that turbidity that uh, that, that browning of, of the river helps camouflage these babies baby fish gets them past a lot of the uh, predators and flushes them down into the lower sections so hopefully they're going to find a spot where they can grow a few months migrate out to the ocean and survive but the uh, the uh, winter run is has been doing well. They have two runs now, one on Battle Creek, one up on the uh, on the upper sack. <clears throat> so uh, they're building in some uh, resilience there, and it's going to be a, another tough year here coming up. I'm not going to talk about numbers. I know James Stone is coming up next. Yeah, and we, we got to bail out right now anyway. We're up against the hour. Folks, there's lots going on here. You can bet that the Golden State Salmon Association is going to keep you up to speed. They're joining us every week to keep you posted on what's going on, both positive and negative impacts, and uh, maybe informing you a little bit to uh, raise your finger, raise your hand, and get a little bit more involved in the outdoors too because right now our natural resources need all the help we can get out there if we want to continue having this great recreational resource at our fingertips. Mike, thanks for sharing this. Yes, it is. Thanks for sharing with us, and thanks for being part of the Golden State Salmon Association. We appreciate the job they do. Take care, my friend, and I will talk to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Mike Ogney with Golden State Salmon Association. We got to run. Play the close, my friend. Golden State Salmon Association, a group working together. Fishermen, charter boat captains, river guides, and people from all walks of life who care. All with a single objective, to restore and maintain California salmon for their economic, recreational, commercial, cultural, and health values. GSSA's ongoing mission is to develop and implement policies and projects targeted to improve salmon survival rates for the benefit of all people, wildlife, and communities. With your help, populations can thrive in our rivers and ocean. Learn more about supporting GSSA at goldenstatesalmon.org. It's not over yet. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning California Sportsman with Zepp Hendrickson. Coming up next. Quail Point Hunt Club offers sportsmen affordable upland game bird hunts starting at only $80. For pheasant, quail, and chucker on 2,000 acres of natural cover in the rolling hills near Zamora. And their new and challenging sporting clays course is one of the finest in the state. Hone your shooting skills, enjoy the day hunting the field, or start your dog on a training program. Located only 30 minutes from Sacramento and one hour from the Bay Area, Quail Point Hunt Club and Olive Hill Kennels offer California sportsmen the best in upland shooting sports. Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. 
Now, here's owner David Martin. Good morning, sportsmen. Quail Point's bird season is underway. We're planting pheasants, quail, and chucker Wednesday through Sunday from 8 to 3 through March. Come out and do some day shoots or purchase a bird guard. Quail Point's a great place to bring the family. If you have young kids not ready to carry a shotgun, have them bring their BB gun and walk the field with you. It's a great way to work on gun safety, and it's way more fun than just walk. Take a break off and on. Let them get some shots in, carry some birds in their vest, and get in on the action. If you have any questions, check out quailpoint.com or give us a call at 530-735-6217. Lawrence is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing, and their new live series of fish finders are state-of-the-art for today's anglers and light years ahead of the competition. From entry-level finders to the most sophisticated Lawrence marine electronics on the market, Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores in Manteca, Sacramento, Fairfield, and Rockland have it all. And their trained cell staff will help you find the exact unit you need. Fisherman's Warehouse and Lawrence Electronics providing sportsmen with the ultimate high-performance fish-finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lawrence Live in the full line of Lawrence products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location. Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass are now live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. Listen to the show whenever or wherever you want on iTunes or any platform you get your podcasts. Ultimate Bass at 5 a.m. and California Sportsman from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. All a part of SEPS Saturday Morning Outdoors. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass, Saturday mornings from 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. and on iTunes. Now there's there's no no reason reason to miss a single show. One of the top six-pack operators in the Bay Area is Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Captain Steve's 27-foot Top Gun is a fishing machine loaded with all the amenities for your enjoyment, comfort, and safety. And with over 15 years of experience, Captain Steve is ready when you are. Docked in Berkeley and Martinez Marina seasonally. Hooked Up specializes in sturgeon and ocean salmon fishing. But the Top Gun also fishes year-round for halibut, stripers, shark, albacore, and rock cod. If it bites, we fish for it. Fish with the best. Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Call and book your trips at 707-655-6736. Or check the website at hookedupsportfishing.com. Isn't it time you got hooked up? One ticket, two shows, the Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Big RV Show. Multiple dealers discounting all the best brands. Hundreds of wakeboard boats, travel trailers, pontoon boats, fifth wheel, personal watercraft and ATVs, toy haulers, fishing boats, motorhomes, and more. One massive event. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Big RV Show. March 7th through 10th. Find discounts at twohugeshows.com. And now, more California Sportsman with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back, and obviously there is a tremendous amount of interest in what's going on with salmon, both in the ocean and in our rivers. Our next guest coming up in just a minute is going to be James Stone from the Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association with some numbers that are out right now. There's some uh, interesting information. Could be some potential closings. Could be some potential opportunities out there. We'll find out in just a few minutes. We're going to announce the lucky winner of the Gun Owners of California drawing. We've got Randy Pringle joining us from the BBT at Millerton. It's their uh, central division, I believe, out there. And he'll be checking in live with our Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week. And I was out fishing at uh, Barry, Barry, uh, Shasta, where I hadn't fished for probably 15 or 20 years used to be one of our favorite haunts up there i went out with jeff goodwin with goodwin's guide service and my buddy bob smalley hit shasta and had a great time up there 
looking at a lot of the same points and coves that I fished many, many years ago. Great results. We'll tell you all about it. Nate Kelsch fished over at Pardee. That's right. He got doubles on. He got even a triple going on. And he said six lines out the back of your boat make some interesting tangles on turns. Yeah, I've been there, Captain. I know exactly what it's like. Ricky Acosta be out chasing Sturgeon in the Delta. Well, tomorrow he'll be doing that. Not today, but he's back from a Cabo trip. We'll talk about both of those opportunities out there and dave hurley the editor of western outdoor news joins us too to give us your recap and some extra opportunities let's waste no time let's go to the man himself the president of the northern california guides and sportsmen's association james stone joins us live as he clears his throat to join us as a guest this morning good morning james excuse me i'm sorry <laughs> that's fine man it's that time of year there's bugs and there's blooms that's what happens this time of year it is not knock on wood i haven't been uh you know got the cold i didn't even get sick at the international sportsman show which is shocking so join the club very successful show for all of us hey there is so much going on some numbers are finally out i'm gonna bring them up on my phone you tell our listeners what's going on yeah absolutely well good morning everybody uh there's a lot going on as usual. Uh, February, the middle of February is generally the time that we finally get the report from the Pacific Fisheries Management Council called Review for Ocean Fisheries. And the numbers uh, have officially been posted. You can go find them on our website at ncgasa.org. And uh, those numbers have been released of what happened last year in the river systems of the Klamath and the Trinity as well as the spring run, fall run numbers in the Sacramento system, as well as the fall run numbers. And just to cut to the chase, because we don't have time to talk about it in depth and in length, if you want to see that, we did a Facebook post all about laying it all out one by one on our Facebook page, NorCal Guides. But the Sacramento escapement was projected with no fishing to hit 165,000 was the estimate last April with, with no fishing taking place. We should hit 165. The numbers are coming out that we hit 133,000 according to the state government, California state government. They're saying that there was about 15,000 fish in the Sacramento River system, including Coleman National Fish Hatchery about 80,000 adult fish in the feather system, including the feather hatchery, and roughly about 34,000 fish in the American system with the Nimbus hatchery. And so those are the numbers for the Sacramento and then the Klamath on top of that. The Klamath Trinity, for the first time in six years, hit their minimum floor escapement of natural spawners, which is the minimum for the fisheries management plan, is 40,700 adult salmon and we got right over that number at about 41,000 which was a higher than projected number pre-season that we were expected to get so that's very positive news for the climate well i don't think people really understand all of the mechanisms that are in play when the determination is made on what the salmon numbers are how they're planning the next few weeks months the next year or years of salmon fishing there's a lot of meetings taking place aren't there Yes, sir. It is a very complex process, and even myself, when I got involved, heavily involved, about eight years ago into these processes, and then I actually applied to be uh, sit in a role six years ago and sit on the Salmon Advisory Subpanel, which I've, uh, this will be my sixth year, my second three-year term, and 
it's heavily engaged. It's hundreds of hours, multiple meetings, multiple agencies, multiple discussions about different watersheds. And what people need to remember always is that the federal government only manages those two main watersheds for salmon. The Klamath and the Trinity system is one watershed that is managed by the council. And then the Sacramento Valley is managed by the council, which is the Sacramento, the Feather, the Yuba, and American rivers as one entity. The rest of the watersheds are managed now individually by the state. So you don't see federal management on the Smith, the Eel, uh, the McCallamy River, or any of the San Joaquin Rivers. And so those rivers can have independent management outside of the federal council process that you often hear me talk about. Well, James, with all of these meetings and everything, when are we going to have an idea whether there's going to be any potential seasons or potential closings or what's it looking like? How's it going to unfold? Well, the best thing for every for me to tell all your listeners is, you know, if they want early information, they can follow us on Facebook and on the website. But then the next best <clears throat> is when the government will come fully transparent to the general public and tell them everything. And that's going to be about March 1st. And even even we will be learning a lot of information on that date. And then we will take that to Fresno uh, starting March 5th. Uh, we travel on the 4th, but March 5th through the 11th, and we will be down in Fresno working on the seasons. And that's when we truly will have a grasp of what transpires. There will be a recommendation from CDFW on the state side of California. There will be a recommendation from ODFW, Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife, from their staff. And that's because our stocks are commonly swimming in Oregon waters, and they catch a lot of Sacramento and a lot of Klamath fish. So they have to have input, and there's actually historical splits to where they get access to a certain percentage of those stocks every single year on their commercial and recreational fleets. On top of that, uh, you know, the discussion, the final, will be NOAA fisheries, sustainable fisheries, and that conversation will come down from the federal government, and they will then put the ultimate, I would say, curtain or cloud cover over the possibilities of what we can and what we can't do, and the state can't say anything about that. So uh, where we're at is I would say that by March 7th, 8th, or 9th, somewhere in the middle of that council meeting, you'll see me uh, – engage with some live uh, Facebook interviews on our Facebook social media and trying to bring as much bring it to you as, as transparently as we can. Well, what do you, what's your expectation? Is there going to be, I've heard discussions about there might be a little bit of a commercial season. There might not, it's not looking good. There might be a little bit on the river system, but they don't know that yet till they get the right numbers. What's the expectation? So, yeah, we've had a lot of conversations that are offline and and that are, you know, um, and some that are, you know, that have not been collaborated and are not final numbers. And so I don't want to give anyone any false hope, but I also don't want to give anybody doom and gloom at this point. So we're right in that uh, teeter-totter effect that there possibly could be some opportunity in the ocean in certain fisheries in certain sectors in order to access Chinook King salmon off the coast of California and Oregon. Um, there's also 
uh, like I said, there's also those gray clouds are forming and the storms are brewing where the federal government could come in and say, no, we've been off on our modeling. There's been too much margin of error over the past 10 to 15 years. And the side of conservation is just to sit out one more year. And so I anticipate that that could happen as well. So that's why I'm cautious in my and in, in what my tone is. But according to the model, if we're only going to the according to the model, which is what we've done the last 15 years and blindedly followed it right into the abyss. Um, if we do that again, there is opportunity, according to the model, for some fisheries this year in the ocean. Well, I think we'll have a much better idea here as these meetings progress and we get into the middle into late March. We're going to know exactly what's going to be transpiring. James, it's uh, great to have the uh, Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association out there fighting for our rights and our fisheries. It's so nice to know that there are people out there willing to stand up and spend the time. And I know you spend hour after hour on this, not only communicating to your membership, but to the public in general. And we certainly appreciate the updates here on the show to get the public informed. Thanks for hooking up with us. Keep doing the great job. And we will talk to you again as things continue progressing through March. Yeah, thank you. If anyone needs any more advice or wants to support us, please go visit ncgasa.org. Thanks a lot, Seth. We appreciate you. All right. Take care, my friend. We will talk again soon. Lots going on, Mr. Fong. Lots going on with salmon. I hope we get some kind of a system out, or at least a fishing season out of it. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, the way they get their number, I don't know. But, you know, hopefully we'll have some kind of season well we're not going to know for another month or so but we will get it out to you out there in the listening audience as soon as possible as soon as we know anything about it you'll know about it let's do gun owners of california right now mr brown's not here so i'll do it good old senator anthony portin i should have read this ahead of time portentino is wants the legislature to run for congress giving gun owners one more flip of the middle finger apparently he just introduced bill 1160 that would require all gun owners in california to annually register all of their guns they have in their possession and pay a fee or else be charged with a crime and face a thousand dollar violation good luck buddy i suggest before you write this and propose this you might want to read the constitution but let's just see how that all works out. Winner number seven of the 2024 Gun Owners of California 52 Guns in 52 Weeks raffle is number 810. That's not me, but it's Jesse Lang of Reno, Nevada. Congratulations, Jesse. You just won a Browning X-Bolt in 270. You will enjoy that. A wonderful hunting rifle. The staff at Gun Owners of California will be in touch with you next week to make arrangements to pick up your guns, and you can pick them out of guns, fishing, and other stuff right there in Vacaville. 2024 is their 49th year of fighting for you. If you're not a member, we invite you to join the legacy. Gun Owners of California, standing up for your rights. We'll be right back after this quick break. Randy Pringle's going to join us from Millerton at the BBT tournament out there with our Pure Fish and Tip of the Week next. Now's the time to set the date for an unforgettable fishing adventure with Jeff Goodwin Guide Service. Explore the beauty of Lake Shasta, the Sacramento River, and other prime fishing locations with an experienced professional guide who knows these waters. Catch trophy-sized rainbows, king salmon, kokanee, brown trout, stripers, and more from his 24-foot fully enclosed Bolton fishing machine. With state-of-the-art equipment and top electronics, you'll have the edge in landing the big ones. Whether you're a seasoned angler or a first-timer, Jeff will ensure you have an incredible 
incredible day on the water. Book a trip and get ready to reel in amazing memories. JeffGoodwinFishing.com. Book now, 530-510-2925. No one makes a more reliable, powerful, and efficient lineup of outboard motors than Mercury Marine. Backed by decades of innovation and leadership, Mercury Outboards from 2.5 to 400 horsepower are built to go the distance. Mercury Outboards are the ultimate combination of smooth and quiet operation, refined power, and effortless control. Check out the full line at Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon. Their trained sales staff will help you select the right boat and the right Mercury Outboard for power. It all adds up to the most popular engines on the market today. Mercury Marine and Gone Fish and Marine. For boaters who settle for nothing but the best, go boldly with Mercury. If you spend more time telling the one that got away stories instead of showing off giant fish pictures, get to Fisherman's Warehouse and grab some Gamakatsu hooks. Gamakatsu has hundreds of hooks for every technique, and Fisherman's Warehouse has the full selection. Change to the world's sharpest hooks from Gamakatsu, improve your fish catching, and end the lost fish stories. Fisherman's Warehouse in Sacramento, Banteca, Fairfield, and Rockland all carry a full selection of Gamakatsu hooks for every fishing application. Stop in today or shop online at Fisherman's Warehouse. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Well, I wonder what they're doing out at Millerton right now. At the BBT, where Mr. Randy Pringle, the owner of the BBT, the best bass tournaments, and the fishing instructor is there right now. Let's climb on board live with him. Good morning, Randy. Hey, good morning, guys. Tell us about it. A little chilly out there for your blast off this morning? It's a little on the chilly side. I'm looking at a beautiful, uh, off to the side towards Bass Lake, I see the uh, the mountains got dusted all over the sides of the, uh, the tops. Uh, with some snow and it looking beautiful right where we're at. It's just a little cold with a little breeze. It's supposed to rain this afternoon, so it's cloud cover. Hopefully, this will pick up the bite. A lot of guys were complaining that there's uh, small limits, uh, very small fish. And uh, so, you know, this lake always fishes tough. It's uh, Spotted Bass Lake. It does have some largemouth, and you got to be careful because you could get your hooks bent real quick by some of the, the giant stripers that are in this lake. Ooh, that wouldn't work. It wouldn't weigh very well at the weigh-in for your largemouth or for your bass. Yeah, you got to bring some spray cans. Yeah, and some, just, you know, you know, just not worth it. I know it. that uh, you know guys like uh, the guys standing next to you. I know he usually takes them, likes to paint those fish and say they're black bass. But I'm not going to say that he does it or not. I'm just saying I think he's done it. <laughs> well, he has caught some big ones. There's no question about that. <laughs> Who are you talking about? He's talking about you, Fong. <laughs> I'm talking about Come you. Come on, Randy. <laughs> hey, I've known you spray paint a bass or two to make it look like a black bass. I, I could see that. Yeah, they're just, they're just big <laughs> bass. Know, one of the things that, you know, since uh, that old guy next to you, Alan, and I have been fishing, technology has gotten so much with this bass fishing that it's it's just getting unbelievable. Now, here is your pro tip of the week from Pure Fishing. Forward-facing sonar. It is like the rave. And this is some things that, like, the Lawrence people and other companies out there have put 
are made to where you can actually watch the fish chase your bait. And the people at Pure Fishing, the man's in the white suits that like their doctor outfits that we're not allowed to go back into the back and see where the actual recipes of the formulas, they've come out with some great baits. Not only did they put out the hard baits, they put out soft baits like the swim bait. So now with these two elements, they say right on the package, FFS, right on it, forward-facing sonar. These baits have been extremely designed to deflect the sonar quicker with more accuracy so people can throw a hard bait at these fish and spot their bait in the water with the pure fishing information that's being brought back to the depth finders, you're getting a quick response. You know exactly where you cast it, and you know where the fish is coming. Your bait's right there. You see it all. It's so, so this is absolutely amazing. This is a harder finish that's on the exterior of the lures that is sending that sonar signal back with more clarity and not no absorption of the signal. It's just reflecting it right back and giving you a clearer, brighter picture on that forward-facing sonar that just lights up Alan's face every time yeah. he sees yellow dots all over. Yeah, it enables you to see your lure on your screen because sometimes it's very hard to pick it up. You really have to use them and, and learn what you're seeing because sometimes you get a lot of junk in the screen. But when they do this, it's supposed to – I haven't had any, tried any yet, but it's supposed to – what I hear lets you see your target a lot better. That's would be kind of nice if you're wondering why that fish moving. I don't see my lure anywhere near it. It's a, <laughs> it's a real plus out there. Well, Randy, those must come in a wide variety of colors, shapes, and sizes too. They do, and um, you know I got a couple of them. I was you know the rep gave me a couple of them to try out, and they gave me a switch, which is a little swim bait, and then they gave me a couple of the the new uh, hard baits that should be being delivered as of i was told the 15th of this month so there should be coming out to all the stores and of course fisherman's warehouse is going to have them they've got a big order into them this is technology that's going to put over that line and yes i actually saw them on my screen faster and it was a lot easier and i was using the one um, i haven't used the hard baits yet because i just received those but i did use the switch and uh, I could spot it real easy and watch when the stripers come up behind it and, uh, you know, whacking it. So um, it worked. I saw them, um, and uh, uh, it was impressive to watch. So this is your, you know, your pure fishing pro tip for your week. Guys, hey, this is some new technology. Take a look at the new baits out there. If it says FFS on the package, that's you know, forward-facing sonar, guys, and that's what you want to look into. Absolutely. Randy, I hope you have a great event out there at your BBT tournament on Millerton today. And in the meantime, give them the hookup info for the fishing instructor, too, so they can get out on the water, have a great day like I did with you, and learn how to catch even more fish. You know, we'll be throwing them new baits. I have some in the boat, and so we're going to be throwing some of that. And you can get a hold of me at area code 209-543-6260. And... You can email me through thefishinginstructor.com. And it might sound like I'm uh, stuttering a little bit with this FFS. It's just that it's so new that you're trying to memorize all this stuff. But it is the real deal, guys.
It certainly is. Alan Fong's just sitting here grinning ear to ear. He knows about it being the real deal. Thanks for hooking up with us, Randy. You have a great tournament out there today, and I hope some pigs come in on the way in. Thank you much. Hey, Alan, you have a great day too, sir. You too. Good luck. Stay dry. (laughs) Rain ought to be coming. There's no doubt about it. Is it raining outside yet? Could you tell looking out the window? I'm not it doesn't even, look like it. It doesn't look like it's not getting wet here, but uh, it's likely too soon. Well, as I told you guys uh, earlier in the show that I had a great trip Monday, uh, Bob Smalley, a long-term buddy of mine, and I headed up to Lake Shasta. picked me up a little bit before 5, and we showed up at the ramp and met Mr. Jeff Goodwin from Jeff Goodwin's Guide Service at a couple of minutes around 8 o'clock or so. And had a glorious day on the water. Joining us right now is the man himself from Jeff Goodwin's Guide Service, Captain Jeff Goodwin. Good morning, Captain. Hey, good morning, guys. How's it going? Yeah, I'm kind of tired of talking with you, you know, after <laughs> six, eight hours out there. I was just telling Alan Fong during the break, I said, uh, you know, when time flies when you're having fun. We're sitting out there in the boat with Jeff just talking away in the back and everything. And Smalley goes, well, well, I've caught my share. I'm, I'm ready to go if you guys are ready. And I'm thinking, what the hell time is it, like 1? And I look at my watch, and it's 4.30. Time flies yeah, yeah. when you're having fun and catching fish. There's no two ways about it, Jeff. We had a great time up there. Well, good, good. It was great to have you guys up there and um, got some some quality fish. And, um, you know, it's, it's like uh, – you know, Kent said it's just a beautiful place to be. One of the most striking things about these fish is their perfect shape. They're fat. They're streamlined. There's there's no cut tails. They're just absolutely beautiful fish. The first fish we hooked up came flying out of the water behind the boat. I looked at it and I go, oh, that's about an 18 or a 19. No big deal. Yeah, well, it had to weigh over three pounds. It was about six and a half inches deep. These fish are fat and healthy. They must have tons of bait in there right now. Yeah, and it's the bait situation is is you know beyond what I've seen and since I've been fishing Shasta, you know, we got we got summertime bait um right now on just about all the sections of the lake and you know, you don't see that um normally in the wintertime. And the you know, the size. The size dictates that um I think there's there's so many fish out there that uh, they're just not not growing to the sizes that we normally see this time of year, and I, that's just testimony to you know the numbers, the sheer numbers of of shad in that lake. Oh, just clouds would go by us every now and then. You just look at this. Uh, oh my goodness, it looked just like a big cartoon down there at the bottom of everybody hanging out. All this bait just sucked down there. But then you'd start seeing them lift up and move off. And we were using trolling techniques, going two six two seven. Tell them what we were pulling for terminal tackle. Well, you know, we mixed it up. We were trying to get some, uh, get some, <clears throat> you know, reaction bites for for with some bigger fish, and then you know we ended up throwing out some gear that that you know doesn't get bit a lot, but when it does get bit, um, it's it's uh, it's generally by big fish, you know. So, um, you know, triangle flashers are a, a really good th- thing to use this time of year. And I really, really like to use the um, the Brads, the original skinny super baits um, behind those triangles. And you know we didn't didn't get a lot of love on those. Um, so, <clears throat> but, but they're important to have in your spread. Um, we got most of our bites on you know spoons in the you know two and a half to to three and a half inch range. 
Well, and those, no matter what they are, you know, light flutter spoons in, in that size range this time of year will, will be effective just about anywhere you fish on the lake. Well, probably as close to the actual size of the minnows in the lake right now. That's probably why we had such good luck out there. You know, folks, one of the things that I just kept repeating to Jeff several times out there is we launched out of Packers Bay, which I've never been to before. This is our first time I ever went down to Packers Bay. There was nobody there but Jeff and his boat. Huge, beautiful parking lot and ramp. I kind of was impressed. Walked down, climbing his boat, casual as heck. And I said, you know, I used to fish here years and years ago, but we covered exactly the same routes that Marilyn and I covered 20, 30 years ago. All along the caverns on the McLeod Arm, up along there, coming off of the points, dipping into coves, cutting back across by Holiday Harbor, going out around the bridge, hitting the far side, and coming back off points out there. I don't know how in the world I lucked out and was fishing the same areas that you fished there, but the similarities were absolutely amazing. Not to mention the fishing action was about the same. You got some long periods of time between fish, but consistently you can bet there's going to be another fish here pretty quick. The one thing I was disturbed very much by, though, that I, I think really rattled my cage is that damn Bob Smalley looking at his salooner table and says there should be a bite here in about five to seven minutes. And what happened? <laughs> We caught a damn fish that. in five to seven minutes. He's going to grind right. that salooner table into me till I can't believe it anymore. You know, Jeff, the, the water conditions and everything looked absolutely perfect, but you sent me down the info, 5,000 more feet of water coming down the river system. What's that going to do to the lake and the river? Well, you know, at this time of year, they're trying to just keep the lake at a certain level, you know, in that 30 foot below full pool range. So, when we got, you know, big storms coming, like, you know, we're forecasted to have this this weekend, you know, they need to make sure that the water going out, you know, to some level matches the water coming in so we don't get a huge rise. And when we do, and it, it happened uh, May, maybe 2017, we got to kind of in a pickle with how much water was coming in, and they ended up releasing about 80,000 CFS out yeah. of Shasta Dam for an extended period of time, and it it was kind of a it was kind of a bad deal for the people who live on the river. There was tons of bank erosion. Um, river access was basically just cut off. Um, we had roads and redding that were underwater and stuff like that. So, you know, they it's a it's a big mean machine and it can get ugly. So, it's something that they really need to stay on top of. And fortunately, being a tailwater fishery and a and a, a section of the river, they are able to manage that. Um, I would I would you know, throw caution to the air for the folks downriver, um, Sacramento and below, I'm sure. And with with the rains that we have coming and the amount of water that they're starting to release now, um, it's just going to kind of snowball down in that direction. So we're, we're fine up here, generally speaking, with those kinds of flows. Um, the fishing is actually going to be as good or, or even better in some cases um, for our powerboat guys. Um, we had a couple boats out yesterday, and they just had a – had a great day on the water, um, catching, you know, nice rainbows. And, and surprisingly, um, uh, one of the boats got three browns. So, well, that was a um, beautiful brown trout you sent me the picture of out there. Probably, what, six, six and a half pounds in that neck of the woods, maybe five? Yeah, yeah. They're they're great fish, and a lot of people don't target them, um, but there's more in there than it's just like the Trinity River, right? A lot of people don't know that it's loaded with browns, but the lower sack is too, and um it's uh it's an opportunity for those who want to go out and kind of mix things up a little bit and throw a little bit more um uh, baits oriented towards uh, 
you know, baby salmon and, and some of the smaller um, fish species in the in the river because that's what the browns are are targeting. Uh, rainbows are more of a more of an egg biter this time of year with the fall salmon in the river or late fall salmon in the river. Well, the river is going to probably be a little. Uh, you might want to postpone it a week or two if you're planning to go up there right now with the increase in water. I think you're going to probably see a little different kind of activity. But boy, once all this lays down, just like we're talking about the delta, the post storms, what's going to be happening early spring? It's going to turn on and be an absolutely perfect season up there, I'm certain, once we get this water situation taken care of, drop the releases back down again. But, folks, that's the river fishing aspect. You can get your tail in up to that lake and fish it anytime you want. The water was gloriously clear. What were we seeing? Eight, ten feet into the water, probably. Good visibility. Um, mm -hmm. And you yep. stumbled across some uh, browns uh, just yesterday or the day before up on the uh, Sacramento arm, I understand. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've been been beating up the lower McLeod and and running up to Hurst Bay a little bit and trying to find fish in there. It's 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 gotten a, a fair amount of pressure, and so you know, I I mixed up things after uh, you know a couple hours um, day before yesterday and ran up to the sack arm, and it's just been consistent with um, you know a, a smaller variety of, of browns, but we're talking you know 14, 16 inches right now, um, but it is absolutely loaded and one of the reasons it is is because of the the plants that they've been putting up in the antlers sugarloaf area um sugarloaf cottages has has net pens that they hold browns in um you know once a year and they release those in may so all the fish all those browns that they released in may and all the plants that um cdfw put in up there has just kind of created this massive fishery the populations are huge and those fish are growing quick because of all the bait up there and you know, anybody who's, you know, hasn't spent a lot of time on Shasta, um, I'd encourage them to, to, you know, look at that Sac River or Sacramento Arm and, and head up towards Gooseneck and Sugarloaf. And uh, I think they're going to be pleasantly surprised with the uh, the fish that they, they get into up there. Well, I would highly recommend to them to not do those things. I would suggest hiring Jeff Goodwin and having him take you on a tour of the lake and showing where the best opportunities are, just like Bob Smalley and I did. And you know Bob Smalley is going to be up there covering exactly the same ground. I'm sure he dropped waypoints every place we caught a fish. <laughs> I wonder what he was doing with that phone. Now you know. <laughs> Jeff Goodwin with Jeff Goodwin's Guide Service, Shasta Lake, the Sacramento River. They're all at your disposal. Jeff, give them the website and the information they need to find out more and book a trip with you. Yeah, go to jeffgoodwinfishing.com. we got a book now um, button on that on that website. You can It'll take you right to our, um, our booking page. Um, or follow us on social media, um, Jeff Goodwin Guide Services on Instagram, Facebook. Or just call us direct, 530 Five one zero two nine two five. Jeff, have a great day. Stay warm and dry, and I will be seeing you again at Shasta real soon. Take care. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Captain Jeff Goodwin, Shasta. Great fishery. You need to get up there. Speaking of that, where's Maryland? It's time for Get a Clue. Get a Clue. Get a Clue is brought to you by Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville, your one-stop destination for everything for the great outdoors. The next time you're heading along the Highway 80 corridor, either west to the bay for stripers, sturgeon, or halibut, or east to your favorite lake or place to hunt, stop by the number one fishing and hunting destination just off the freeway, Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville. Whether you're looking for firearms, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, or the latest rods and reels from the top manufacturers, tackle, fishing gear, or bait, 
you can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue. Hi, this is Marilyn. Hey, think about going fishing soon? No matter how experienced you think you are, here's things to keep in mind. Tell someone where you're going, who's with you, and how long you think you'll be gone. For an assured great day, check out party boat options or a professional guide for relaxed fun, good results, and no hassles. On the other hand, if you're heading out on your own, check your boat, your engine, fuel supply, and equipment before leaving. It's up to you to keep an eye on the weather. Sudden wind shifts and dark clouds can mean trouble. Pay attention to your locator and stay out of unfamiliar territory. Water levels fluctuate at this time of year and floating debris is particularly dangerous. Hey, you might even think about carrying an extra propeller. Hopefully you have a buddy along and you're both keeping an eye on your surroundings and wearing life jackets. Hey, get a clue. Take care of yourself. Stay safe and well. Till next week. You've driven past it for the last time. Now discover California's sportsman store that has it all at the right price. Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville. The first floor is dedicated to fishing and hunting gear, attire, and ammunition. But upstairs, it's a shooter's dream come true. With all the top shotguns, rifles, pistols, gear, and accessories you'll ever need, including an indoor shooting range to hone your skills. Make guns, fishing, and other stuff your outdoors destination of choice. Just off Highway 80 at the Alamo exit in Vacaville. Stop by soon or check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. Get a clue. Founded in 1958, Daiwa is considered to be one of the best rod and reel manufacturers in the world. And Fisherman's Warehouse Megastore stocked the entire line of Daiwa products. That's why seasoned anglers select Daiwa's popular precision casting reels with and without built-in line counters. The Lexa 100 is perfect for trout and salmon trollers, and the Lexa 300 is top choice when trolling stripers and other large game fish. Whether trolling for your favorite game fish or searching the depths for your next trophy catch, Daiwa has the perfect reel. See the entire lineup from Daiwa in all Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Sacramento, Manteca, Fairfield, and Rockland. Brands is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology and light years ahead of the competition. Marantz offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need. From entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today, they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive Advantage Service Program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lowrance Chirp with SideScan and downscan imaging allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lowrance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. 
one ticket. Two shows, the Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Big RV Show. Multiple dealers discounting all the best brands. Hundreds of wakeboard boats, travel trailers, pontoon boats, fifth wheel, personal watercraft and ATVs, toy haulers, fishing boats, motorhomes, and more. One massive event. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Big RV Show. March 7th through 10th. Find discounts at twohugeshows.com. Ready to shop at a well-stocked hunting, fishing, and outdoor store? Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville has everything you need for the great outdoors. Hunting and fishing gear, guns and ammo, and plenty of camo for you hunters. They're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor apparel for the entire family. And now, here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with General Manager Travis Morgan. Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff is a family-owned, operating, exporting goods store with two locations in Northern California, one right there in Vacaville and the other one in Dublin. Both stores feature top brands of hunting and sporting and competition firearms. We offer an incredible selection of shooting accessories, ammunition for long guns, handguns, and shotguns, and anglers will find all the fishing reels, rods, combos, baits, and fishing accessories for every budget. And you can bet they'll have everything you need for your next saltwater or freshwater trip. The Vacaville and Dublin stores have great climate-controlled indoor firing ranges that accommodate pistols, rifles, shotguns. Their ranges also include a wide range of pistols and rifles for rent. You know, it's a good idea to rent in advance or to try them out in advance so that you can find out what the gun actually shoots like. Whether you're shooting turkeys, wild pig, or just going out plinking with the grandsons, it's a good idea to have a complete understanding of the safety and the way it works. That way, everybody's safe. The ranges also offer targets and ammunitions for sale. And I'll tell you what, there's nothing like practicing there and getting familiar and comfortable handling a weapon. Whether you're a hunter, a fisherman, or you enjoy target shooting, always know everything you possibly can about the gun's operations and handle them in the safest manner possible. Guns, fishing, and other stuff. You'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in Vacaville at 197 Butcher Road and in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza. Don't miss the deals at Guns, fishing, and other stuff, and be sure to check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. And now, more California sportsmen with Sepp Hendrickson. I'm not wasting a moment's time. I'm taking you live to the couch right now with my good friend from Big Nate's Guide Service, Captain Nate Kels joins us. Good morning, Nate. Hey, good morning, Sam. Good morning. Hey, you hit Pardee yesterday, and I said, I got to squeeze him into this week's show. Tell us what's going on at Pardee, and tell us about the action you experienced. Well, I'll tell you, we went out there and we spanked them. Uh, we, uh, we got our three limits uh, probably in about four or five hours and uh, probably lost another 10 or so. Uh, big, healthy, holdover fish, and uh, fishing's excellent. Well, you said you had a couple of sets of doubles and a triple, but even more entertaining was when I heard about six lines out the back of the boat making some interesting turns and knots. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, we, we ended up getting some tangles. I ended up doing a lot of retying yesterday, but, you know, that's uh, that's part of the game. We have so many lines out and, and fish that are, you know, uh, all, you know, for the most part, pretty high up in the water column. So, um, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, there was there were some messes, but you know we uh, we got the job done and 
got up out of there with a lot of smiles. Was there a lot of fish available, a lot of people fishing, or what technique were you using that uh, worked so well for you, too? I'll tell you what. I mean, I there was a lot of bass boats out. There wasn't many trout trollers out, surprisingly. They're all um, going the for those are... big smallmouth bass that lake's famous for. Absolutely. You know, uh, we sat in line for two hours to get in, which, uh, you know, that, that pretty much sucked. We got there around 5, and we didn't get in until about 7.15. Um, there was, there was some mistakes happening at the gate, uh, credit card machine wasn't working in this and that, but you know, it just, it is what it is. Uh, a <laughs> lot of bankers, a lot, lot of bank fishermen. I saw them all just nailing fish when, uh, when we were launching, um, you know, I'd, I, I know that they planned it pretty heavy, um, before, uh, before the opener and, and they, would, uh, the they wouldn't let you f- having a good time and they wouldn't let you fish in that cove, would they? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> They they may have, but you know we we, we were we, we're we're looking for the holdovers. You know it's the that that lake that lake is chock full of fish, and uh, you know we got out there and pretty much had our our own stretch of water to ourselves for uh, for most of the day, and you know it, we we just enjoyed it. Well, so your suggestion is get out to party and have a good time, right? Oh, most definitely. Uh, you know it seems like uh, all the lakes right now have kind of just busted wide open. Uh, you can you can really just you know have your have your pick of any of the uh, motherload lakes. Uh, Barry S is busting wide open again. Um, you know every everything's fishing good. You just got to get off the couch and get out there and go do it. Well, give them that phone number so they can find out more and talk to you about getting out there and catching some of those big fish. Yeah, thank you, Seth. Uh, guys, give me a call at nine one six eight six zero nine one eight zero. Uh, pretty much any lake within about an hour and a half of Sacramento right now. I'm going to be fishing. Uh, fishing's great all over the place. You know, you you pick your lake. Tell me what you want to catch, and we'll go out there and get you on some fish. Sounds like fun. I know there's going to be a couple characters heading up to uh, Barry S at checking out things too. So uh, it's probably going to be I'll lightening I'll, up here pretty quick too. Right after these I'll, rains. I'll be- I'll be there on Tuesday, rain or shine, just to take a look and uh, see see what's happening because i got some trips there towards the latter part of the week. Sounds like a party to me. If you need somebody to ride along, I'm around Tuesday. You take care. Come on. Come on. I'm, hey. I'm available. Hey, hey, we will talk. That, not to mention, I, I, uh, I got a... I, I talked to Mark Bland over there, gone, gone fishing marine, and I've got I've got a new boat on the way coming in April. God, I hope he's not so. giving you mine. <laughs> <laughs> or mine. Or Fong's, yeah. <laughs> well, That's I, right. Al is getting one, too. That's right. I love it. <laughs> you take care, my friend. Thanks for sharing with us, and we appreciate the update on Party. Give him that phone number one more time for Big Nates. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. It's a 916 916- Eight six zero nine one eight zero. All right, go have a day off and enjoy yourself, my friend. <laughs> hey, thanks. I appreciate it. Bye, Alan. See ya. Nate Kells with Big Nate's Guide Service. Let's go live to the couch is my guest. This gentleman came back from Cabo San Lucas last night. Let's hook up with a man from Feeding Frenzy, Captain Ricky Acosta. Good morning, Captain. Good morning, gentlemen. How we doing? Gentlemen, good he knows Fong's here in the studio. <laughs> How you doing, Ricky? <laughs> <laughs> These guys aren't good friends or anything. Hey, Ricky, what'd you catch down in Cabo? COVID? Uh, COVID? <laughs> no, no COVID. Uh, caught a couple good buzzes, and uh, the margaritas were flowing for sure. I'm certain but, of that. Uh, down there with his fiance for a few days. Yeah, we caught a, a Bonita, a Skipjack, and a Sierra. So we had some good fish tacos and some uh, killer ceviche made for us. But the, the highlight of that fishing trip was... We had a marlin chasing the boat, like literally eight feet off the side of us, and uh, it wouldn't bite. But 
you know, it's thin it's coming out of the water and you can see it and you're excited, you know. Um, so that was my first time down there, first time fishing down there. I felt like I learned a lot about what they do and, and whatnot. So I'm looking forward to getting back to work and making money so I can go back down there again. Well, that's why you'll be going sturgeon fishing. But real quick, I want to throw in the fact that, uh, you know, I, I fish down there too. I've gone out of Mazatlan and some other places to, to have a great time out on the salt. Salt isn't really my thing, but I got to tell you, I don't, you're probably too young to remember American sportsmen, but my friend across the I table is, remembers it. <laughs> I was sitting in the back of the boat with Marilyn and I in this boat, and I'm just sitting there, and the guy goes, keep an eye on the baits. And I'm going, yeah, okay. And all of a sudden, I see this big sailfish come up and take a shot at the bait, just like on American sportsmen. <laughs> just like every time you'd sit there and go, my God, there's a it was a wild, crazy experience getting hooked up. We got into four or five sailfish that day, and apparently they hit like bluegill. If you drag something in front of them, they're going to take it. And we had an absolutely great, great trip down there. But the thing to me was, this is just like American sportsmen. And it was a blast. And I know you must have had fun down there too, but you're coming back to get into the sturgeon action again, and conditions got to be pretty close to it. If it wasn't for the super cold we're going through, the water and everything is playing right into your hands, isn't it, with this off-color water moving through? Yeah, 100%. Um, we were out, you know, just before we, we left the Cabo, and the fishing was good. Um, we're back out tomorrow morning. I, I just couldn't manage to do it today with all my travel. But the water's on the rise. The fish are biting. I know I talked to Jay yesterday uh, when I was on the plane, and, and he had a heck of a day yesterday so i'm looking forward to getting out in the morning and seeing how many fish we can put in the boat it, you know it's it's mid to late february now and uh it's pretty much prime time you're you're going out you're catching lots of fish you're catching multiple fish at the same time i mean the last five trips i've had at least one double hookup every trip um so when those fish come in here spread they're hungry they're biting good you can't mistake the bite, you know, they're they're practically hooking themselves right now. So as the the weather starts warming up, this weather system gets past us. Like I'm pulling up my app right now, it looks like we have a little bit of rain the next couple of days. And with the sunshine and the warmer weather coming, the days are getting longer. The morning lows are getting warmer. So it's uh, it's prime time. And then before you know it, we'll be striper fishing. Yeah, you might want to book, not book a trip for tomorrow, but you certainly want to get booked for a week or two down the line. As these storms continue clearing through, hang on. It's going to be Katie bar the door, just like Alan Fong and others have been talking about. Ricky, give them all the hookup for Feed and Frenzy so they can find out more and book that trip to get out and have some action. Yeah, guys, you can give me a call at 916-214-5074 or on Facebook and Instagram at Feeding Frenzy Sport Fishing. Thanks for checking in with us, and uh, thanks for coming back from Mexico. We're glad you're here. We're looking forward to your reports out there in the next few weeks. Take care, my friend. We'll, we'll see you guys. Take care. Captain yeah. Ricky Acosta, 916-214-5074. Get on the water and have some fun. Hey, let's hook up with the man himself. Speaking of fun, the guy that always wraps up everything that we don't cover here on California Sportsman. I send him a note every week. More info and opportunities for Northern Californians. What do you got for us this week, editor of Western Outdoor News, Mr. Dave Hurley? 
Hey, good morning, Seb. Good morning, Alan. I'm glad you're healing. Good morning. Uh, Lake McSwain. Hey, Lake McSwain, 26,000 pounds of trout from Calaveras Trout Farm have been planted there in the last month. They put in 6,400 pounds to this week. You know, we got 7,000 pounds at Pardee uh, over the last couple of days. So those are great places to go take somebody from the bank. You want to get a kid out there fishing. Those are excellent opportunities. Collins Lake planted 3,000 pounds this week. Comanche, another 1,000 pounds in the pond, 2,000 pounds in the main lake. Uh, Amador, another 1,000 pounds. There's a lot of opportunity out there. And one thing I found in a place like Amador is before the storm, fish shut down. But once it starts raining, they bite. And it's starting to rain now here in the Bay Area. So you guys are going to get it here real soon. Uh, so things are looking um Things a lot of opportunity out there. Well, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward. I wanted to get back over to San Pablo Reservoir at some point. I don't even know when it closes this year or if it's going to stay open year round. But San Pablo was also one of our favorite places to fish, close to home when we lived in Crockett. Just a great fishery. But it sounds to me like they're stocking all these lakes now. And you know, when you hear these Calaveras plants, they aren't 12, 14 inch fish. They're putting some pigs in those lakes too. No, there's some big fish that put in Calaveras and Mount Lassen put in really large fish. Every once in a while, the fish and wildlife will throw in some brooders. They did a couple of weeks ago down at Bass Lake and at Shaver Lake. So they're, they're, those fish are there, too. They'll, they'll dump out the ponds but uh, in the hatcheries. But there's opportunities there. Another upcoming thing, March the 2nd, Oak Grove Regional Park is, is the Bob McMillan Trout Derby. That's another great place to take kids. Nice little family-friendly park north of Stockton. That's where I started with my kids at that place, you know. So most of us started fishing for catfish, trout, something in small impoundments. Cat, I started with hooked. I started with catfish fishing at the PG and E plant in Antioch. My parents would drop us off out there. We would sneak in, crawl underneath the fence, and fish out there for ten or twelve hours, and they'd pick us back up as we snuck under the fence out the backside. And look what it's led to. It's led to a lifetime of, of fishing and being in the industry. And, that, and, and I think everybody started somewhere like that, you know? Well, Great. I enjoyed it except for the all the clams I cracked open and put on hooks when I was a kid. I couldn't look at a clam again, especially if they served me one as a meal. We used to go dig for clams with my grandfather. We'd nose up against the tulies and uh, we'd get out and fill up buckets worth of crams and he even had a, a dragger that we they made that we would get him when the tide was high that was always a lot of fun and part of the experience of being out there was getting those clams in the tulies well our delta has changed oh it has changed tremendously but thank god we're going to get a flush and get some of this stuff out of there and uh, hopefully it's going to make a difference you know it, it all helps any of this water that's coming in is going to help absolutely and the big push that they're doing, they're going to kick it up to 20,000 on the Sacramento River here in a couple of days. So that's really going to add 5,000 more cubic feet per second coming down the system. It's going to boost it up, and it's definitely going to flush this place out. Oh, yeah. When it's one inch of visibility right now, like Alan was saying, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But it's going to take a while to clear. Well, take a while it, to clear. But when, when it, it does, does, I'm sure we'll be reading all about it in Western yep. Outdoor News. Much needed. Yeah, old baby, is it? Yeah, much needed. Dave, we're going to have to bail out of here. I want to thank you. Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News, with some more opportunities. Don't miss these planted lakes out there, especially if you've got kids and you want to fish from shore. You don't want to mess with the boat. Great opportunity to get out there and share the adventures with your family. Dave, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon, my friend. 
Mr. Fong, See thank ya. you so much for being in the studio Anytime. this morning. I look forward to getting out there on the water, and I know you do too. Yes, I do. Well, let's do it then. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Tight lines. We'll talk to you next week. We'd like to know what you'd like to hear on California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass. For more information on fishing and hunting, guided trips, and more, visit us on the Internet at seps.com. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass, productions of Seps Outdoors Incorporated, leading the way in outdoor entertainment. Join us next week from 5 to 8 a.m. for another Seps Saturday Morning Outdoors.